Blog Talk Radio. Do you solemnly swear that you will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that you will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, that you will take this obligation freely, without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion, and that you will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office on which you are about to enter, so help you God. Congratulations. You're now members of the 114th Congress. Mr. Speaker, I think it is important uh, that as Justice Scalia, uh, in his recognition of the love of the law and the love of that court, that we honor his memory by fulfilling the constitutional duty that the other body has to, and the constitutional duty that the president has to, uh, which is to advise and consent on a nomination made by the president, or not consent made by the president, of a Supreme Court Justice. The claim that this is an 80-year precedent that has not been broken based upon the time that the President is now serving, 332 days, there is no such term as a lame duck in the United States Congress is incorrect. What was recently done in 1988, now President Reagan with Justice Kennedy, uh, when uh, he was nominated by a Democrat-controlled Senate, 97 to 0. And so it is important that we express to the American people that we're willing to do our duty. I would adhere to the Latin term in English, the last expression of the people prevail. The President of the United States was duly elected in 2012. His term has not ended. And I applaud the President for doing his constitutional duty. I think it is important for us to do our constitutional duty, the Congress of the United States, and address the question of making sure the court is full to do its duty. I yield back. Gentlelady's time has expired. For what purposes, gentlemen from Alabama, Supreme. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to AJC Radio Spotlight on Capitol Hill. And make no mistake about it. Hold on, real quick, folks. You hear the music? <laughs> what does that mean? Something big coming out of Texas tonight here on Spotlight on Capitol Hill. Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee. And I'll tell you, she's a giant on the hill. You honor her tonight as we shine the spotlight on Capitol Hill, folks. Hang on to your seat, grab your hat, and your rope, because you go to Texas deal with Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee. Hang on to your seats, folks. Spotlight on Capitol Hill is next. And there you have it, folks. We are so glad to be here tonight. And I'm Lamont Banks, along with Lisa Stewart, Cliff Stewart, and Jeanette Williams, and uh, the entire AJC radio team. And tonight, Lisa, we have a humdinger uh, in honoring a legend. I don't know what other adjectives we can give this lady. Uh, a wonderful uh, example of, 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 I would say, strength and oh, yes. for pursuing of justice and everything you can think of. She's all over the place on Capitol Hill, Lisa. Yes, and- she is. She is just, I mean, I like I said uh, on Tuesday, I have a thing for strong women. There's something about seeing a strong woman that stands up and takes care of business. It's just, it's just inspiring, and I just love to see it. I don't have a hat or, or a, a sure. rope this evening, but sure. I'm still very excited about uh, Congresswoman Jackson Lee because she is really somebody who's out there taking care of business. Without question, and uh, I'll tell you right now, uh, folks, uh, this uh, congresswoman uh, and and woman, uh, young lady, doing some things, Lisa, we had an opportunity to meet with her about a year ago 
uh, there in Washington D.C. She took time with us after the end of a busy day. Yeah. Uh, and we want to we definitely commend her staff, Crystal and Mike McQuarrie out there, uh, that we've been doing our best to try to, uh, 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 I guess, get with the schedule of Congressman Lee. But she is very, very busy, and uh, we hope going forward we'll still have that opportunity at least to bring her on live. Uh, and bring an interview uh, exclusive uh, with AJC Radio. And uh, we're excited about that. And, uh, folks, call your friends tonight. This is a woman that, uh, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, people say all the time, are we ready for a woman president? That comes up in conversation. Are we ready for a woman to take the the, the reins, if you will, in, in leadership? Uh, we've been there. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, Congressman Jackson Lee, you will – Congresswoman Jackson Lee, you will know tonight, this is a woman that is concerned about the welfare of children. She is concerned about the welfare of Americans. She is concerned about the veterans. She's concerned about criminal justice reform. We can go on and on and on about Congresswoman uh, Jackson Lee, and I'll tell you, it's going to be a humdinger. Cliff, we had, you, had, you had an opportunity. You was with us, I believe, for that meeting. Your thoughts of the Congresswoman when, in your initial uh, meeting of her? Well, you know, like you say, Lamont, first, the fact that after a full day, and, and I'm not talking about nine to five, I'm talking a full, full day of voting, being on the floor, uh, you know, to come in and say, hey, now, I mean, it's seven o'clock at night. They just finished doing what they have to do there. And, come, and she comes in and the hospitality, I, I mean, like, like, hey, we were her first appointment of the day. That is when yeah. I first came to realize how hardworking the, the members of Congress were. But then to not only that, but the, the passion that she continues to show about the issues we were talking to her about, about uh, her stance on criminal reform, about her stance on, on uh, securing the homeland. Uh, she's on those committees. But just to see her passion continuing, even into, I mean, she had to have already been there 14 hours at least. Sure. And she came in. And uh, and dealt with us and laid it out on the table and you 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 can have nothing but you know just a high level of respect for 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 these certain members of Congress that when they they come in and that's why we spotlight them because it's about the people of America it's not just about their agendas not just about what they're going through but it's about what they can do to help the people of America. Oh, without question, Cliff, well said there, and I'll tell you. Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee is an influential and forceful voice in Washington. Uh, she is serving her 11th term as a member of the United States House of Representatives. She represents the 18th Congressional District of Texas, centered in Houston, which is the energy capital of the world. Considered by many as the voice of reason, she is dedicated to upholding the constitutional rights of all people. Folks, this is going to be a humdinger. Hang on to your seats, folks. This this. Lady and Jeanette, you've had an opportunity. I don't want to. I want to hear your comments really quick uh, of what your thoughts of uh, thoughts are of Congresswoman Jackson Lee as we begin to get into this program. If I had to sum it up in one word, I'd say well-rounded. I mean, she's just doing something all over the place, and it's just to be commended. Definitely a powerful woman. No, absolutely, and uh, like like Lisa said, alluded to. There's nothing like a strong woman, and uh, I tell you, they're coming in, in numbers in this country, and they deserve the same respect uh, that uh, any other person uh, is given. And, and Absolutely. We, we appreciate tonight uh, the opportunity uh, to highlight uh, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee. 
Uh, Lisa, a disclaimer real quick, please. Yes, we just want to remind everyone that we are not attorneys and that a just cause does not provide any legal advice. You want to contact your own personal legal advisor for all of your legal needs. Also, the opinions expressed by callers and guests do not necessarily reflect that of a just cause or AJC Radio. And as always, we want to thank you for taking a little time this evening and choosing to tune in and spend time with us. And thank you for that. Lisa, you hear the music? Texas, we said it once, we'll say it again. Something big coming out of Texas tonight, and her name is, is Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee. Folks, come on back as we get ready for this journey to Texas as we shine the light on Congressman Jackson Lee. We'll be right back. How often does our justice system get it wrong, convicting innocent people of crimes they did not commit? A new project by the University of Michigan Law School and the Center for Wrongful Convictions at Northwestern University School of Law tries to answer that question. In the last 23 years, more than 2,000 people have been convicted of serious crimes and later exonerated, according to the National Registry of Exonerations. By far, the largest segment was almost 1,200 defendants falsely convicted because of large-scale patterns of police corruption, generally in drug and gun cases. Of the remaining 873 defendants exonerated, nearly half were wrongly convicted of murder, and of that group, 101 were sentenced to death. On average, it took more than 11 years for a conviction to be set aside. Why does the justice system get it wrong? In homicides, the biggest problem is perjury and false accusation, most often by supposed eyewitnesses. False convictions in adult rape cases are primarily based on mistakes by eyewitnesses, while false convictions in child sex abuse cases are often for fabricated crimes that never occurred. 2,000 exonerations may seem small in a nation with more than 2.3 million people behind bars, but there are far more false convictions than the report contains. Most false convictions are never formally challenged, and those convictions that are successfully overturned receive little or no attention from the media, according to the report's authors. Sergeant Michelle Garcia served meritoriously in Iraq and has the medals to prove it. Soon after leaving the Navy, Lieutenant Chris Scott found a job, a home, and started a family of his own. Corpsman Richard Stokely took the skills he learned in Vietnam and put them to good use as a paramedic. But soon after leaving the military, each of these veterans fell on hard times and faced homelessness. Even after Michelle lost all her savings, even after Chris wasn't able to pay his mortgage, and even after Richard battled alcoholism for years, they each reached out for help when they needed it most. A simple phone call put them in touch with a trained professional from the Department of Veterans Affairs. That call got Michelle a place to stay until she could afford one of her own, put Chris in touch with employment assistance, and found Richard a substance abuse program. These veterans are success stories not only for how they were able to help others while serving their country, but for how they were able to let others help them. If you know of or are a veteran in need, make the call.
And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Lamont Banks, along with Lisa Stewart, Cliff Stewart, and Jeanette Williams. And tonight, we are on a journey as we shine the spotlight on Capitol Hill with an extraordinary woman and a uh, waymaker, if you will, of doing some things uh, in a very positive way uh, in our nation's uh, capital. And we're talking about Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee. And tonight, we're going to talk about her and, and what she's doing and uh, we, we've been excited, Lisa, today uh, as we have uh, had the opportunity to, to research her, not only today, but over a period of time. Uh, what do you say about a woman that is concerned and in connection, if you will, with the American people? Congresswoman Jackson Lee is definitely, Lisa, fits the mold of that. Yes, she does. Uh, and we, we say over and over again on this program that spotlight continues to get uh, hotter, if you will, and continues to... Uh, intrigue us and the American people all over the United States. I'll tell you, this is no exception tonight. And we're going to get ready to get into a couple of things. Lisa, you said that there was a couple of things uh, that we were going into uh, that you you learned about Congresswoman Lee. Explain it to the people. Yes, um, I was reading an article, and there was, and I found out just today that Congresswoman Jackson Lee has been the, is the first ever Texan to be elected elected vice chair of the Congressional Black Caucus. And so she was just recently elected to that position. She's very excited about it, and I'm excited about it because she is she's doing so much for the nation. She's doing a lot for African-American communities and for the, our nation as a whole. She's really, really fighting for the things that she believes are going to be good for this country and for the African-Americans that live in this country. And she has really just taken – she's really taken a huge step towards trying to make things Better and make things right. She's taken a strong stand in uh, with the in the issues involving the the police violence and things with Absolutely. the African Americans across the across the nation. She was very when we spoke with her. She was very much concerned and aware of everything that's going on around her, and very much concerned about what's happening to people. She's very. I mean, she she was one of the first people that we spoke with that I felt like really had a genuine heart for everything that we were telling her. The things that we've seen. That are that are, that are not right in this justice system. She seems to really care and really want to make a difference for the people. Oh, and her passion was not lacking, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and uh, we had the opportunity, Cliff, to share with her the injustice of the IRP six, uh, what has gone on in that case, and she jumped on it and was very uh, passionate about her position on that. She felt that injustice is wrong, no matter where you see it. Uh, and that's what moved us. It wasn't 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock in the morning where she had a good night's sleep and she was full of energy. This was, as you said, Cliff, 7 o'clock at night at the end of the day did not turn us away. And when she began to hear the injustice, the passion is like something, revi- I guess, ignited in her that she said something has to be done. Cliff, you remember that moment. Say that with the people. Absolutely. I mean, she she jumped on it. She looked. She, I, I think... What uh, what comes to mind is the statement that she said after looking at the facts. And, and this is why we say, you know, when you look at the IRP-6 case, that anyone who looks at it and understands, you know, what the proper process is, says something totally went amiss. And, and uh, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee, she said, you know, if it were up to me, uh, as far as involving this case, that I would go up there. And I would put this prosecutor in jail for the things that he did during this case. And that I, it stood out so much because it shows that 
uh, I mean, her being outspoken about that, saying this is what I would like to do because the injustice, it shows where her stance is uh, that says when there's an injustice done, it needs to be corrected. Uh, the men need to be let out and the prosecutor needs to be held accountable. And that has has stuck in my head uh, since she said that, because, you know, it was a, a little bit comical. But then to say she's serious yeah. about what's going on in the in the uh, judicial process and in what needs to happen to ensure that innocent people are not held in prison for no for no reason. Well, and I'll tell you right now, uh, during Congresswoman Jackson. At least tenure in Congress, she has served on various committees, uh, including the Committee on Foreign Affairs, Homeland Security, and the Judiciary. In the 110th and 111th Congress, uh, Congresswoman Jackson Lee served as chairman of Homeland Security Subcommittee on Transportation, Security, Infrastructure, Protection. As chairwoman, Congresswoman Jackson Lee was a leader in support of enhanced technology, better intelligence, increased airplane cargo inspections, increased security for railroads, and implementation of the 9-11 Commission report. Uh, she has also served as the ranking member of the Border and, and Maritime Subcommittee. Congresswoman Jackson Lee is also a senior member of the House Judiciary Committee. She is now ranking member on the Subcommittee on Crime and Terrorism. I mean, you, you're talking about, and she's not involved with any lightweight stuff. Uh, she's involved with safety, security. I mean, you name it, the issues that face this country right now, she is actually involved of. These are various committees. This speaks to her resume, if you will, her work and her, her work ethic and all that's involved with that. Uh, she's doing a, a heck of a lot. Uh, goes further to say she was very, uh, she, led, she led the fight for passage uh, of the Fair Sentencing Act, uh, talking about criminal justice reform. Yes things that are critically important to this country right now. Um, I mean, she was involved with that. Uh, she uh, garnered unanimous support to amend the 2012 Defense Authorization Bill that created passage uh, of the Fair Sentencing Act and a day of honor for the return of our troops in Iraq. She was involved, Lisa, with honoring the veterans, not yeah. leaving the veterans behind, but honoring them uh, as a result of their service to this country. Uh, I believe that's when you begin to see the human side, but the leadership uh, role of Congresswoman uh, Jackson Lee is amazing. Jeanette, you had a comment on that? Yeah, I was actually shocked that you skipped over one. Uh, this one saying that she was the um, ranking member on the Subcommittee for Crime, Terrorism, Homeland Security Investigation. She's actually the first woman to ever hold that position on that committee. Yeah, that's awesome. And, uh, you know, when you're talking about uh, the things that are happening in America with leadership. You know, we've long left women and men or whatever. It doesn't matter. We need somebody in the position that can do the job. Congresswoman Jackson Lee is a woman doing the job. Uh, I think that's that's actually awesome. And uh, uh, she goes further when we talk about the criminal justice reform um, is the uh, David Ray Hate Crimes Prevention Act uh, played a significant role in a renewal and reauthorization of the Voting Rights Act and contributed an amendment to the NASA reauthorization bill that would ensure equal access for minority and economically disadvantaged students. She's all over the place. Yeah, yeah, so, definitely. I mean, when you when you look at her stance, so, I mean, she's on the committee, but she she takes a stance for the things that she should. And and again, it's it's not just for her constituents there in Houston. It's not just for people in Texas. She is all about. What is going on in America? And, um, you know, last year when uh, 
what was his what was his name? Uh, the kid who got who got shot. He was a football player. She wrote a uh, she wrote a press release about uh, him. Uh, Christian Taylor. He was 19 years uh-huh. old, and she wrote a press release talking to the chief of police there in uh, Arlington, te- Texas, about the things that they needed to do. And I just want to read some of that. Sure. Uh, she quoted Chief Will Johnson of the Arlington, Texas Police Department, and this was written uh, August 11, 2015. Uh, she said that the the chief of police did the right thing by firing the officer who shot and killed Christian Taylor. The officer who killed this young man had not even completed field training. To say he exercised poor judgment is an understatement. And then she goes on to say in another part, the rate at which unarmed black men are shot and killed by police officers is beyond alarming. According to the Washington Post, 24 unarmed black men have been shot and killed by police this year alone. And that, again, is the year 2015. That was one every nine days. The urgent need for police departments to seek accreditation and to receive better training and de-escalation and non-deadly police tactics cannot be understated. Law enforcement agencies should act swiftly and purposely in transitioning to the role of guardian from the current warrior mindset. Real criminal justice reform must include support for the police departments to become the best police force they can be. The Law Enforcement Trust and Integrity Act, which I introduced with Judiciary Committee Ranking Member John Conyers, does just that. This bill establishes guidelines for excellence in law enforcement and serves as a vital roadmap for improving police ethics and training and restoring trust and respect within the community. The Law Enforcement Trust and Integrity Act requires law enforcement agencies to take a cold, hard look in the mirror and identify laws, acknowledge weaknesses, and take corrective action. When you laid that down as a member of Congress to, to talk to the chief of police, and to say these are the things that law enforcement needs to do because we cannot accept the fact that every nine days a young unarmed black man is shot dead by police officers. And she addresses that and deals with it and says, hey, we already have something in place. And we need the American people to help us to get this passed to ensure that – and see, she doesn't just say, okay, she doesn't just deal – with the issue that these, uh, uh, you know, minorities and black men are getting killed from a racial uh, perspective. But she said law enforcement needs to understand what the community expects. So she deals with it on both sides to say, if you're going to serve and protect as a member of law enforcement, you need certain tools to do your job. And this addresses that, not just from the perspective of we have to stop the killing, but that law enforcement needs the tools needs to be accredited to know what they need to do to de-escalate these situations. It should not be you run into uh, someone on the street and your first your fir- your uh, first recourse is to shoot them even though they're unarmed. So she deals right. with that, lays out a training program that says this is how we're going to help law enforcement to deal with the situation so that they know, so that every uh, officer who has to shoot somebody uh, can be held accountable properly because they've had the proper training. Well, no, without question, and it goes to the uh, the criminal justice and uh, the criminal justice reform that she is committed to in this country. Uh, the House Judiciary Committee passed uh, HR seven five nine, the Corrections and Recidivism Reduction Act of twenty sixteen, uh, and she makes the statement today in the House Judiciary Committee. We took a step towards achieving our next step in criminal justice reform. One of the most important aspects of reform is the treatment of prisoners while they are incarcerated is to make them better citizens when they are released from jail. 
So this is, again, about the future. This is about saying, look, we have a problem. We have an issue in this country, the, you know, the, the most incarcerated country on the planet, as far as citizens being incarcerated. Everyone on the Hill is concerned. Uh, it goes further to say the recidivist is a person who is released from prison and who later commits another crime or reoffends, such as a parole violation or the commission of a new crime. It is estimated that 73% of the recidivists released from prison and jails today committed a new crime or violated parole within the first year of their release. Wow. This current rate of recidivism reflects a complete failure of the person, excuse me, a complete failure of the prison system to achieve the intended goals, goals of deterrence and rehabilitation. If that's not true... That's the problem is is the system within the system is broke. Right, right. Yep. And when you take hope from people, and she has said no, we need to do that. She went further to say, uh, Congresswoman Jackson Lee, uh, included in this bipartisan legislation are the following provisions. She states that I personally made sure were included uh, in this bill: expansion of definition of prisoners to include all uh, D.C. inmates, juveniles, and juvenile delinquents, and anyone in contract facilities. Expansion of recidivism reduction program to allow for piloted and innovative programs, in addition to to a broadening of the programming uh, requirements. So she goes into steps not only to pass a bill, but Lisa to continue and to set steps that these inmates can achieve. Yes. That this is a success. It does no good to put a bill out there and it has no legs. That's exactly. right. It's not just about getting a bill out there. Sure. It's about putting something out there in a way that is going to be, in a way that is going to benefit the people. Oh, absolutely. And Lisa, she goes further. These are her personal uh, uh, recommendations that were put in yes. the bill. Lisa, what else did she say on there? Uh, she's also uh, had included in the inclusion of video conferences as an incentive for completing the programming. Uh, granting prisoners earned time credits for pre-sentencing program, uh, limit, limiting the recidivist drug tra- trafficking exclusion to those individuals who have had a meaningful opportunity to participate in the programs under this act. Even if you're a third-time drug trafficker, if you haven't had a chance to participate, then you're not excluded from earning time credit. Wow. I mean, look at that, Lisa. And at one point it said here uh, that uh, granting prisoners earned time credits did you did you say that? Yeah, that's okay. what I just well, said. well, that's so important because yes. you have to give people incentive. Yeah, exactly. Give them a good, reason. Give them a reason that you know what I, I don't want to get in any trouble in prison. Let me do my time. Come home. So she's outlined the whole path. I mean, she's she's concerned from beginning to the end, in and out of the system. So she's basically saying from the very first interaction with law enforcement to the point at which you re-enter society and the community that that's that's phenomenal well you become an active citizen is what congresswoman jackson lee is doing she is building a a foundation for tomorrow's america that's what you're doing because if you can if you can get these men and women rehabilitated understand what rehabilitation means that is a correction that is to discuss the department of corrections we are here to correct an issue, correct a problem. She is in touch with the exact issues. And Lisa, this goes all the way down extra steps that was taken by Congresswoman Jackson Lee to ensure success. Yes. And that is that is just very, very respectful. And we all know the importance of criminal justice reform. 
Uh, we know the issues as far as the uh, uh, the issues, the violence on our streets, uh, guns, those type of things that are becoming issues. Uh, I'll tell you right now, Congresswoman Jackson Lee does not shy away from any of that. No, she doesn't. And you can't do it. You, you cannot be effective uh, if you shy away from those issues. And I'll tell you right now, uh, the Congresswoman seems to be an example of that. She talks about you. We've been talking about in the news all the stuff about gun control. Yes. Guns out of control in Chicago, Lisa, what we learned today, oh the number gosh. of people dying yes, on our streets. Yes. Congresswoman Jackson Lee had something to say about the, the pundits, if you will, that oppose gun control. Let's hear what she had to say. Let me thank the gentleman from New York for yielding, and uh, as has been uh, stated by my colleagues, I want to add uh, my applause as well for the thoughtfulness of the gentleman's leadership on a number of issues, but uh, certainly uh, his pronounced leadership on criminal justice reform and on the Judiciary Committee, and then to be joined uh, by former leader of the Ohio State Legislature, and she has not forgotten uh, her uh, talents of leadership, and that is Congresswoman uh, Joyce Beatty, who joins us. Uh, And if I might put words in both your mouths with a sense of outrage about where we are today, and I say that because I would like to stand here with an enormous amount of outrage uh, for where we are and why we are here. I want to add my appreciation to the Congressional Black Caucus and the Chairman, Mr. Butterfield, and of course, uh, Congresswoman Dr. Uh, Kelly, uh, who has been a great leader on uh, the issues dealing with health care. And I just want to cite to her uh, a lady that came to this Congress more than a decade ago, uh, Deborah Prothrow Stith. You may have read her writings. And she pronounced during that time that violence, gun violence, was a health crisis. And that was so many years ago. And unfortunately, with all of her expert writings, we still couldn't get movement. I'm going to take a slightly different uh, perspective. And if I could just um, take these few moments to give you an anecdotal story, which many of you might find uh, absolutely uh, with a great deal of um, shock, if you will. And that is the limit to which gun rights advocates who uh, mislead the American people on any uh, ideas for gun safety or gun regulation as taking guns away. I was in a meeting where someone was trying to understand why President Obama in his excellent presentation about securing America and protecting our children from gun violence was being associated with the idea of taking over 345 million guns. Uh, This is what is represented to be uh, President Obama's message. He will confiscate uh, through his process of uh, gun um, uh, testing or or making sure that there are background checks for everyone, that he wanted to confiscate 345 million guns, which has been determined to be located in 65 million places here in the United States. Can I in a public forum on this august floor of the House, say that we as members of Congress, and I think Republicans will uh, admit this, have no evidence, no documentation, that the White House intends to confiscate guns. Wow, there you have it. Uh, Made a a really good argument uh, and statement uh, in regards to gun control. 
uh, she talks about which came became a big deal when President Obama decided to take action. Yes. To say we need to quit losing the lives of American citizens. That's right. Congress, Congresswoman Jackson Lee stepped to the mic, stepped to the plate, and backed up what her convictions are. It doesn't get better than that. Nope. And she goes further. She happens to be on the – she's a sponsor of the H.R. 47 uh, bill, uh, which uh, is to uh, – says here the bill is to ensure, to ensure secure gun storage and gun safety devices. There's got to be a number of deaths that happen in this country outside of somebody pulling a trigger. Oh, yeah. How many yes. kids have found guns in their parents' closet Absolutely. and lost their life because they – fired that gun accidentally accidentally uh this goes lisa i believe to the core as we said earlier about congresswoman jackson lee of who she is yeah this is just not a, this is not about that and uh uh we're going to dig into that even a lot further cliff yes uh we have a caller on the phone we have the truth who wants to make a comment uh, about what she's hearing about uh congresswoman jackson uh, you are live. You have a comment. Yes. Uh, when I have heard all the things that this woman has done, I tell you, she gives multitasking a new meaning. And I thought, oh, my God, only if she had been our congresswoman from Colorado, the things they did to the IRP6 would have never happened. Because this is a woman who believes in justice, a woman who would fight for it and to the very last. She would not give up on them. I admire her strength, her tenacity, her wisdom, her 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 uh, uh, boldness to be able to speak out and say what she feels without worrying about who's gonna who's not gonna agree with her. She is a woman that needs to be commended, and if we had a crown tonight to put on her head, she would rightly deserve it. I have seen uh, Congresswoman uh, Jackson Lee on on the TV many times and did not ever know that I would get get a chance to even hear her. But when I hear of all the things that she has done, it just really touches your heart in a way no words can describe it. And I just, I, all of a sudden, I thought, oh, if you had only been our congresswoman, how blessed are the people in Texas to have her, and no wonder they keep voting her back in. She is getting the job done. And I want to say to her, I am so grateful for the opportunity to be able to come on this show and say how much I appreciate you. I am the mother of one of the IRP6 uh, men that was wrong, wrongfully convicted, put in prison while they were working diligently on software that would, would do a lot to offset the ISIS crisis right now. And it's a shame that all of a sudden these men who worked their heart, I saw them working themselves to death to present something for this country to protect our homeland. And and my son said to me one day, he said, Mama, all the work that we put in, is this our reward? 
is that they sent us to prison. They had no reason to send them to prison. They had nothing, nothing that they could say was evidence that these guys had done anything wrong. It is just amazing. I commend her. I am so happy for this opportunity. And I say again, I only wish that you had been in Colorado, but the kind of woman you are, there's no telling where you extend. You're not just going to extend yourself to Houston, even though those are the people who put you there. But you are so passionate. You are going after with everything that's within you. Thank you so much. And I wish that we only had more people like you that's willing to be spit on every side. I mean, I don't know when you go to sleep at night, but you are in our prayers, and we thank God for you, and I'm so glad to get this opportunity to do at least say a word in your behalf. Thank you so much. And thank you uh, for the call. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, Lisa, we ran into some situations uh, as we have been attempting to to uh, to get at that interview with Congresswoman Jackson Lee again uh, after her sitting down with us. And there was an occasion where, the, remember, the police officers, a police officer was killed in Houston. Yeah, uh, she was she immediately left to go to go to her district and to comfort those people and to show leadership and show an example of what it means to be about walking the walk and not just talking the talk. That's, That's awesome. Right. That's and, right. and as the caller was speaking, uh, we, we, we see here some of the awards. It, it goes into the numerous honors during her career in public service, including the U.S. Dream Academy Legacy Award, the National Bankers Association Foundation Excellence Award, the Martin Luther King National Memorial Project Foundation Award, uh, Champion of Courage Award, the Livingstone College Doctor of Humane Letters, the National Association of Negro Business Sojourner Truth uh, uh, Service Award, the Award for Policy at the 16th Annual Philip Burton Immigration and Civil Rights Award, the Drum Major Award for Public Service by the Revelation Urban Development Institute, the National Minority Quality Forum Lifetime Achievement Award, and the Houston Community, uh, the Houston Community College Joyce M. Re- M. Reynolds Award, just to name a few. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, award, 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 folks. This is unbelievable. Tonight we have the privilege to take you into the person, the woman, the leader, and what we call the champion on Capitol Hill. We're coming right back. This is Spotlight on Capitol Hill Thursday, where we shine the light on a legend tonight and a champion of justice. And that's just one adjective. At least I don't know any more. As they come to mind, we'll give them to you. Folks, hang on to your seats. Come on right back with us as we continue this awesome evening of honoring a champion in Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee. Be right back. about women and violence. I need a little clarification. Uncle Bill, how am I supposed to grow up to respect women when I have such lousy role models? Boys are never going to approach you. Can you help me reshape my attitude towards women? You need to teach them that violence against women is wrong. This is Julie. How may I help you? My husband and I just got in a fight. And he hit me. With one call, you don't have to be a victim anymore. These fights are getting worse. 
I don't know what to do. With one call, you can end the cycle of violence. We're glad you called. The first thing we want to do is to ensure your safety. With one call, you can change everything. To speak to a domestic abuse victim advocate, contact your local family advocacy program. Odds of becoming an astronaut, 1 in 13,200,000. Odds of being struck by lightning, 1 in 576,000. Odds of dating a supermodel, 1 in 88,000. Odds of bowling a perfect game, 1 in 11,500. Odds of being trapped in an elevator, 1 in 24,528. Odds of catching a ball at a major league game, 1 in 563. Odds of an injury from shaving, 1 in 6,585. Odds of tripping while texting, 1 in 10. Odds of getting cancer in your lifetime, 1 in 2 men, 1 in 3 women. It's up to us to change the odds for our generation, for the ones we love, for our future. If you don't like the odds, stand up. Stand up to cancer. know you care. Now is time. Time to change the face of justice. Did you know that minority and youth participation in juries is extremely low to non-existent? The incidence of youth and minority offenders faced with trials have exploded. Youth and minorities are not being represented as they should be. We must represent for people to get fair trials. If you acquire a state ID or driver's license, it allows you to register to vote. And it allows you to become eligible for jury service. If you're 18, a U.S. citizen with a state ID or driver's license, and registered to vote, you're eligible to be called for jury duty. If called and selected, make it your duty to serve. We can't get justice without you. Change. 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 Change the face of justice. Check your local county or state jury service website for further details. And welcome back, folks. This is AJC Radio Spotlight on Capitol Hill. And, folks, we're excited. I'm Lamont Banks along with Lisa Stewart, Cliff Stewart, and Jeanette Williams. And I'll tell you right now, if you're wondering if you're sitting around the computer tonight or on the phone and you have a smile on your face, we can tell you what that's about. And it's about a legend and a champion doing some things on Capitol Hill, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee. And, Lisa, we are just minutes into this program, and I'll tell you, I'm pretty overwhelmed right now on what this woman is doing on oh, Capitol yes, Hill. absolutely. And Cliff, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I feel the same way. Uh, you know, you when you really when you get into it, and you just feel like, okay, how much more can you do? All the committees she's a part of, but it, it's like, she's doing so much, it's like... Where do you go? Yeah, it's like, it's like she's focused sure. on all of, of the on the broad spectrum. Like it was one committee, just like yeah. you called the head. You know, she wears so many hats that it's like, how do you how do you look, get it all done? Look, folks, this is the democratic uh, process of America. Uh, this is where we look into issues. We look into our elected officials and how many people know about this. 
uh, that didn't know about it, rather, that have formed that conclusion. As we said before, Spotlight on Capitol Hill deals with one thing. We are going to shine the light in a positive way. We're not going to talk about what Congress is not doing, because what they are doing outweighs all of that. Yeah, that's, that's the right. bottom line. And, and Cliff, uh, Jeanette, and Lisa, we know about the tragedy in Flint, Michigan. Uh, and I'll tell you what, this has been an issue that Congresswoman Jackson Lee has not shied away from. And you know why? We're talking about the children of America. We're talking about the children. When I saw on TV, on the report, where the the waters look like iced tea. That's oh, how yeah. dark the tea is. Listen, bad. and this wasn't green tea that looks like you can see through it. It looks like iced tea that had been sitting in the sun for a while. This was the water... Okay that was done. And I'll tell you, uh, it is something that needs to be addressed. I'm going to show you another side of Congresswoman Jackson Lee. She didn't hesitate. Let's hear what she had to say about Flint, Michigan. Well, let me thank the uh, gentlelady for her generosity. Yeah, and, and let me, first of all, thank her for leading the Congressional Progressive Caucus, I understand um, she is due uh, a recognition of which I celebrate that she will have shortly, but let me thank her for her astuteness about uh, state government. You come from state government. You understand oversight. You understand the responsibilities, and you are the right person to lead uh, this uh, particular special order. Uh, Madam Speaker, uh, it is important today to say that I fully support the proposed supportive services that have been accounted or recounted by Congressman Kildee, uh, Congresswoman Lawrence, and Congressman Scott, who is a ranking member of the Education Committee. We must embrace and surround those children. I must say it again. I said it earlier that for those of us who remember Jim Jones, who left California and gave a poisonous concoction to children in a foreign country, we have a Jim Jones in Michigan giving a poisonous concoction to the children of Flint, Michigan. So we are obviously upset about this, and we want the services to be provided for children who are innocent. But at the same time, uh, wearing a hat that deals with the law and law and order, I must make the argument that there has to be an investigation, a criminal investigation. Let me applaud the Department of Justice, because I sent a letter January 14, 2016, to ask the Department of Justice to immediately investigate the actions of state officials in Michigan. Uh, they are actively engaged. The FBI is actively engaged. And their work is not for naught. Let me give you an example, Madam Speaker, very quickly. Uh, the governor was asked to release uh, his emails. Part of what he released was this black didacted pages of information. He released some other materials that I think are telling. Here we are. We need Treasury to work with Dan and Flint on a clear side-by-side comparison of the health benefits and costs of GLWA versus a more optimized Flint system. But here's the real key. Also, we need to look at what financing mechanisms are available to Flint to pay for any higher cost. Madam Speaker, the governor of the state of Michigan is sitting on $1 billion, but yet he's asking a city that is near bankruptcy, controlled by emergency manager under a state law that was rejected by the people of Michigan to find out how they can pay for better water. 
Well, there you have it. Uh, Cliff, when you hear that, the governor sends a – did she – I'm going to make sure I'm pronouncing it right – didacted? Yeah. Redacted? Is it redacted. De- That's when, when everything is blacked out, kind of like it's a top-secret do- document. But there's nothing secret about dirty water. Well, he said he's, he makes the point. This is, again, a very admirable position. Jackson Lee. She says she compares the governor of Flint to Jim Jones. I mean, you you got to. But you have to. Because when you look at what is going on there, he's sitting on a billion dollars, and then he's saying, well, we need to see how we can pay for this. You have the, the money. money. Pay for it. And it is the the problem is it's in the poor uh the poor underclass community where the water is dirty at and the governor's house yeah at the governor's house the water isn't dirty but you know you got to call what congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee what she did right there and where I'm from that's called handling your business oh well, yeah well she makes the statement that you her statement certainly contains some issues but she makes this statement and good issues at that. Don't don't get me wrong. She says you there is no distinction between Jim Jones and the governor of Michigan because now you have innocent children sipping on poison in Michigan. She, go, she goes further, Cliff, and I'll, I'll get right with you. She says the more we learn about the conduct of those principally involved in the water crisis in Flint. Michigan, the more likely it appears that the criminal acts may have been committed for which those responsible must be held to account before the bar of justice. That is a leader. That's right. And going to the caller's point, this this congresswoman is no nonsense. Congresswoman Jackson Lee tells it like it is. Look, something has to be done. Now, alluding to what the caller's point was, this simply was not about Texas. She is speaking out outside of that parameter, if you will, to Michigan. Again, we say it all the time. The members of Congress are our, we are their constituents, no matter what state you live in, because what they do protects America. Cliff, your point you wanted to make. This governor, even when it came time to say, okay, we're going to ship water in to Flint to, uh, to give relief, to the dirty water program, if you saw the pictures of that water, this looked like water that they went that okay, there was a hard rain and the water's flowing down the street and they filled up bottles with it. It was still brown. Right. And then they said, well, we need to run some tests to see if the water is actually dirty. You don't need to run a test. A third grader can look at a bottle of dirty water and say, this water is dirty. It's not fit for drinking. And that's what uh, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee dealt with is, Hey, you're like Jim Jones. You're feeding people poison, and you want the American people to accept it. You want Congress to say, okay, you're doing good as the governor. You got a billion dollars, governor. Spend the money. Get the water clean. Get the people out of there that are uh, that are in the way, and get the water clean so that the children can have something decent to drink. Yes, baby dying. I mean, I, I just commend her so much, even for saying I will not rest until justice is done. I believe her. I mean, just like she said, those long days and long hours she was putting in, I mean, she she's not going to just sit on something like this and let it go unspoken to, or, or she's going to do something. She's going to get behind it. Well, I mean, it, it's just ridiculous. Well, and I'll tell you what, that is definitely true. We're going to talk a little bit more about her involvement in regarding her thoughts on Sandra Bland. 
she made it an issue uh, on, on, on Capitol Hill. Yeah, We're going to speak to that in a moment. Cliff? Yes, we have a caller on the line. Uh, Gina wants to make a comment about what we're talking about. And uh, so we're going to give her a chance to do that. Um, uh, Gina, you are live. You have a comment about what, what we're talking about tonight. Hi, Hi. yes, I do. Thank you for taking my call. call. Uh, I just wanted to say I think it's awesome that you guys are highlighting a black woman in Congress. Um, I think aside from the fact that I'm black, you don't hear a lot about uh, black people or minorities in Congress, especially strong people with a voice who've been there for a long time. I think this woman has shown her credibility and her and her uh, her stand-up power in terms of being able to stand for issues. You know, it, anywhere in corporate America or anywhere, women, and especially if you're a minority woman, you, you sometimes are made to feel like you don't have a voice. Mm-hmm. And she's obviously stood up for uh, not just black women's rights or human rights, but just rights for everyone. I know she's seen as a person who is for the people. And I just think it's just awesome. I'm learning so much from listening to the conversation tonight, and I'm just proud, proud to be a, a, a black woman because she has she set the bar. And uh, it's awesome when you think about Congress and think about how many uh, white uh, males are there, and she's standing her ground. And I just wanted to make that comment. I just think that's awesome. Yeah, thank you very much for that comment. And, and the bottom line is, uh, Cliff, what we find with Congresswoman Jackson Lee she is respected among all of her peers. Yes, right. yes uh, Black, white, you're talking about a universal level of respect for this. Uh, and they give so much respect back uh, to one another. I've, I've seen that. And, and I'll tell you, it's something to be respected. Uh, and, again, we appreciate the caller's uh, point of view on that. We were talking, Cliff, prior uh, to uh, the uh, congresswoman speaks to the thoughts, uh, basically, in regards to Sandra Bland. Uh, I believe she was the young lady that was pulled over in, I believe it was Texas, uh, that uh, was was pulled over in the car. Yes. Uh, ended up, I believe, taking her life. Yes, she uh, killed herself while she was in custody. While she was in custody. And uh, she says here, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just uh, state what is, what is stated here. I'm grateful to be joined by my colleagues and fellow members of the Congressional Black Caucus as we ask the Department of Justice to take a closer look into a case that sh- that's shaken the nation and continues to dismantle public trust in our criminal justice system. We have an obligation to the American people to maintain transparency in our federal system and to respond appropriately when citizens raise questions. With this request, I remain hopeful that the principles we rely upon and live by will prevail in exposing and uprooting any and all bad actors, policies, practices, or cases that have resulted in unlawful and unjust loss of liberty and life. We must continue to say her name and fight for justice. The gross misconduct by law enforcement officials relative to the arrest of Sandra Bland is troubling to many of us. And, and that is a quote directly uh, from uh, the CBC chairman, G.K. Butterfield, which uh, 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 Congresswoman Jackson Lee is a part of the Congressional uh, Black Caucus, as we shared earlier. Uh, it says, goes further to say that Ms. Bland, during her arrest and confinement, directly contributed to her untimely death. She was pulled over for something that was so minimal, was down there for a job interview, and got hired. I, I doubt, again, you can pick which side you want to be on that conversation, but these are the things that Congresswoman Jackson Lee, her constituents, that's right, or uh, not her constituents, excuse me, her colleagues, 
come together to say, look, something has to happen. And, and again, Lamont, right there is when, once again, it took a backbone to say Texas justice failed Sandra Bland. And that was a statement made by Congresswoman Jackson Lee. Well, this is why you need Cliff, Lisa, Jeanette. You need leadership, Lisa. You stated earlier being her being the co-chair of mm-hmm. the Congressional Black Caucus. That type of leadership is contagious. Yes, so is. now you have the entire Congressional Black Caucus saying, wait a minute. Yes. That is the purpose and how, what important work the Congressional Black Caucus is doing. And those members being on uh, that particular uh, committee is so, so very important. And that's something that we definitely have to take a look at. Uh, I'll tell you what, folks, we're just getting started here on AJC Radio as we continue to go into the life of con- uh, Congresswoman Jackson Lee. We're coming right back on the other side of this break. Folks, grab something to drink, maybe a piece of coffee cake. Or a cupcake, whatever your desire is, get a snack because guess what? We're we're having a matinee here, and we're getting ready to go a little bit further. Folks, come on back with us. This is AJC Radio Spotlight on Capitol Hill as we shine the light. Coming straight out of Texas with Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee. We'll be right back. Welcome to Career Day. I hope you're excited to hear about all the great things you can do when you grow up. Hi, everyone. I'm Emily. I'm super excited to introduce my dad because he's my hero. When I was little, my dad was away a lot. But I was okay with that because he was doing this really important work driving ambulances in Iraq. Now he's at home, which is great for me because I get to see him every day now. And he's still the biggest hero I know because he tells all the ambulances and the fire engines where to go and rescue people when there's an emergency. I'm so proud of him. He's awesome. He's my dad. If your service-connected disability prevents you from continuing in your civilian career, Voc Rehab offers counseling, training with a living allowance, education, and other services to help prepare you for your next mission. I'm a mother. I'm a father. I'm a sister. A registered nurse. I serve my country in the United States military. I'm your neighbor. I sit next to you at church. And my child was arrested. Held in custody. Questioned without my knowledge. Exposed to violence. Witnessed to rape. Placed in solitary confinement. Unable to call or see me. Shackled to a wall. Beaten. Sentenced as an adult at age 17. Sentenced as an adult at age 16. Sentenced as an adult at age 15. We felt lost. Isolated. Ostracized. Misjudged. Terrified. And in the absence of all hope, my child took his own life. And then I found the Alliance for Youth Justice. They gave me the support and resources to get through one of the most difficult times in my life. Now I know I'm not alone. And neither are you. Now we have a voice. Now we We have have power. In numbers. In numbers. In numbers. We we can can make a difference. There are approximately 2 million children in the juvenile and criminal justice system in this country. These are the faces of those families. 
If you are the family member of a child who has been in the justice system, or if you are someone who supports this movement and is ready to make a difference, visit the Campaign for Youth Justice at www.campaignforyouthjustice.org. I don't have to tell you about the challenges we face every day. That would be like preaching to the choir. Yeah. Today you have a chance to face the challenge of your risk for diabetes. My dad had diabetes and one in four U.S. adults are at risk, myself included. If you're older than 45 or African American, that risk increases. So here's a chance to ask yourself, what can I do? Talk to your doctor about getting screened and know what your options are. Learn more at AskScreenKnow.com. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to AJC Radio. I'm Lamont Banks, along with Lisa Stewart, Cliff Stewart, and Jeanette Williams. As tonight, we've taken a trip, if you will, to the state of Texas to shine the light on an extraordinary woman, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee. And in the short period of time that we have been speaking about her, Lisa, we are overwhelmed with the type of work, the dedication, the commitment on all points of the of the spectrum, if you will, yes. to make a difference and to touch and impact. We say this all the time on this program. Members of Congress are doing things that are shaping the future of America. When you hear Lisa Congresswoman Jackson Lee, and I'm going to get your thoughts, uh, Cliff and, and Jeanette as well, when you hear uh, and see how she is molding America, these are steps and actions that that is the true sign of true leadership. Yes, it is. Your thoughts, Lisa? She's, I mean, she's she's doing the things that uh, that everyone should be trying to do. I mean, she's in a position where she can make things happen and she can uh, get legislature moving and get things going to change laws and make things happen. But what she's doing is what everyone should be doing in their own way. Whatever ability you have out there, you should be able. You should be out there doing what you can to make changes and make things happen and make things better. For yourself and for people around you. No, absolutely. And, and and these are things, folks. I said it once, I'll say it again. When you go out to vote, this is the importance. As we stand at the point of another election year, members of Congress seats are coming up, and the, uh, the President of the United States, we will elect to put in office. This, Lisa, Cliff, Jeanette, when you see these actions, it speaks to the importance of why you have the vote. You have to get out there. You have to go forward and make a difference and say, look, my vote does count. My vote does matter. And that's something, uh, Jeanette, that, that needs to be paid attention to. I believe, if I'm hearing correctly, it sets a precedent for us as Americans, whether it be with our children, with our friends, to motivate us to say, look, this is why democracy is so important, because this impacts and, and affects a nation. Your thoughts, Jeanette? What you're saying is absolutely true. I just, um, my my hat is off to her. I mean, the thing is, everything she she does is very, very heartfelt, and she's just doing everything in her power, you know, just for our community, for our veterans, for health care, for everything. So it's just, 
I, oh, absolutely. And, and I mean, it, it, folks, it does leave you speechless when you begin to think about uh, what she's doing. And Lisa, we, we talked earlier, uh, we haven't uh, amongst ourselves, regards right. uh, Congresswoman Jackson Lee's love for children. Yes. Uh, yes. And solidifying that uh, is so, so critically uh, important. And these are things that we have to pay attention to. And uh, it speaks here that Congresswoman Jackson Lee strongly believes that our children are our nation's greatest strength and resource. Uh, she has been tireless advocate on their behalf in Congress. She is founder and chair of the Congressional Children's Caucus, a large bipartisan forum for members of Congress who address the daunting challenges that face our children today, including child health care, substance abuse, teen pregnancy, early childhood development, juvenile crime, poverty, hunger, child abuse, neglect, adoption, and foster care. <laughs> I mean, this is un- this is this is awesome. In a yeah. moment, we're going to go to uh, we're going to hear from the congresswoman on her position on the importance of childcare. Cliff, but I think we got a caller. Yes, we have uh, Kendra's on the line, and she has a comment about what she's hearing tonight. Uh, Kendra, you are live. Go ahead with your comment. Thanks for allowing me to make a comment. I just wanted to say this is such a great show and very informative. You guys give us information that sometimes you wouldn't even otherwise know or really hear about. And as you're highlighting this congresswoman tonight, it is incredible the things she has done and what she's doing. And I just wanted to say that this this is just really awesome, and I appreciate you guys and with the information that you bring to us. No, and we thank you for that, uh, Kendra. Thank you for the call. And, folks, if you want to jump in on the conversation, give your comments tonight. Feel free to dial 347-838-8976. That's 347-838-8976. And, Lisa, we will have to do a part two, part three, part four. Uh, Absolutely. On Congresswoman Jackson Lee. The, the passion that she has is over the top It is in a very good way. Uh, she talks about the importance. We have issues, Lisa, Cliff, Jeanette, in this country. Uh, and, and Jeanette, you're a mother. Child care sometimes is out of reach for a lot of the American people. Uh, and sometimes risks are taken yeah. that jeopardizes the children of America. Congresswoman Jackson Lee spoke very clear to this issue. Let's hear what she had to say. I'd like to thank the gentlelady from New Jersey for her leadership, uh, continued leadership, as she brings those of us of the Congressional Progressive Caucus uh, to uh, the floor uh, to speak on issues of concern for uh, the American people. Let me also thank the gentlelady from Oregon for her leadership, and I'm delighted to be a co-sponsor, an original co-sponsor of her very important legislation uh, that is championed by the Congressional Progressive Caucus uh, that is really demanding, calling for high-quality, guaranteed, affordable, and accessible child care for every American family and a strong child care workforce that is paid a living wage at least $15 an hour and has a voice on their job. I have uh, alongside of me uh, just a picture of children that may be any child here in America, happy and smiling. And Mr. Speaker, that's why we're standing on the floor of the House today. Because as Americans and as members of the United States Congress, it is our responsibility to be able to provide for the happiness 
and smiling of our children. And so I tell a story as I begin my my remarks uh, on the importance of this special order and the importance of child care. Just a few years ago in my uh, area in Houston, parents got a call that no parent wants to receive. These were parents of little children, and they got a call to come rushing to their daycare center. They were rushing because their daycare center was on fire. And the tragedy is a young woman who uh, had this business, whose family gave her this business so that she could have something to do, an income, had stepped away and went to a store and left little children under the age of five alone by themselves while a boiling pot of some form of food was on the stove. What happened was, obviously, that pot caught fire and babies, babies lost their lives. Babies who could not move or help each other. Uh, She came rushing back with great remorse and emotion, uh, but those babies were gone. And that is the story of childcare, Mr. Speaker. It is so very important that every child has the potential for greatness, and that is why childcare is so important. In today's economy, the need for childcare is a reality for the vast majority of families, but most working parents can't afford it. Childcare, even while childcare teachers are not even being paid enough. Childcare teachers are struggling themselves and can't provide for their own children. Low wages and a lack of benefits lead in the high turnover. In the instance of child care centers across America, many of them are unregulated. Additionally, parents are struggling. On average, center-based child care for two children can cost more than rent or mortgage in every state. And there you have it. Uh, Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Lamont Banks along with Lisa Stewart, Cliff Stewart, Jeanette Williams. Wow. I'm I'm at a loss of words. That was very emotional. She she speaks to the heart of America, folks. Who Who is this woman that we can't turn on CNN or the mainstream media and hear these things? We at... AJC Radio, Spotlight on Capitol Hill, set this honor, Lisa, uh, apart to say that we are concerned about the perception of our elected officials. And I'll tell you what, I have learned so much uh, in since the inception of this initiative, Lisa. Uh, you're talking about a heart, uh, getting into the heart and the lives of these members of Congress is overwhelming, but it is so informative, as our callers who are calling in tonight seem to share that same perception. Yes, they sure do. It's just the, you don't always get that. It's, I mean, it's so nice to have that you don't always get that. Not from every member, you don't get the same thing. And Lisa, I just noticed something here. Uh, we we had talked with uh, Congressman Marino, mm-hmm. Congresswoman uh, Karen Bass, on the youth initiative, it says here that Congressman Jackson Lee supports youth programs that visit the Capitol in order to hear their needs firsthand. Programs such as Congressional Foster Youth Shadow Day yes. that brings foster <laughs> youth alumni to Capitol Hill to get behind the scenes look of the House of Representatives and opportunities to share their story as a child 
in the welfare system in order to influence policy around foster care. Congresswoman Jackson Lee supports schools such as KIPP, Sharp Prep of Houston, uh, that provides an environment of learning where children are encouraged to excel in school through rigorous academic and social character building programs. These youth are our future, and Congresswoman Jackson Lee believes in investing in them early. Congresswoman Jackson Lee is also concerned about children worldwide. She has introduced legislative initiatives to combat global hunger, malnutrition, both of which extremely that are extremely devastating for children. She is extremely concerned about the harsh suffering of refugee children and has drawn particular attention to the plight of Darfur's children. This is, yeah. I mean, what do you say here, folks? I'd like to speak to that, Lamont. Go ahead. Because I, I tell you what, it, it, it's just, I, I don't even know the, the the right word to express it, but that that goes deep with mothers. Me just being a mother, because um, when I look at her, her passion about making sure that that she's supporting and uh, builds for childcare, and even the kids at school, trying to get more of them eligible for free lunch and, and meals and things. Because you know, I've seen the background of this. Where I grew up, you know, a lot of kids, if you didn't eat at school. You didn't eat sometimes, sure. you know, and so, I mean, that is that is something that a lot of people don't know that side of it. It's like the, the importance of stuff like that. And then, you know, just that just made me almost cry what what happened to those kids, you know, just that their mom had to go to the store, didn't have any sure. child care and lost her children as a result of that. For her to get behind things like that, I mean, those are things that just get down to the common American woman's struggles so, and and i mean for her to just be able to do something about that it's just amazing oh absolutely and when you look at congresswoman jackson lee cliff uh we find a couple of things that are really uh in, important to be paid attention to and i'll tell you what uh we talk about uh her stepping outside the box uh she is involved with having being concerned about issues uh of hunger and poverty around the world that's not Technically, it's not her job description, is it? But she goes the extra mile and says, I'll go further to address child hunger. The, the, again, her love for the future of America. All people. Of all people. No matter whether you're black, white, red, yellow, whatever you are, she has a heart for the future of this country. Cliff, in your opinion, in your perception of this woman, how important is this to lay the foundation uh, of this type of attitude uh, in, in our in our, in our uh, all in our excuse me on Capitol Hill with members of, of Congress and her colleagues. I mean, you have to you have to set the precedent, and you know that's what all members of Congress should be doing. And you know, some do and some don't. But Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee says, "I set the precedent for what's going to happen." You know, when she's if she's heading a committee, if she's vice chair of a committee. She is putting in the time and the work to say these are the issues that we're going to deal with. And again, it's not just the things that are happening in her district there in Houston. You talk about nationwide, but then just like you said, Lamont, she is going worldwide dealing with the fact that these are people issues. This is not yep. just a Houston, Texas issue. This is not just a Washington, D.C. issue. This is not just an American issue. This is worldwide. Hungry people have a right to eat. No one no one should be hungry, especially when it's a child. That's just awesome. Uh, wow. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, feel free to again call in for the conversation. 
tonight at 347-838-8976. That's 347-838-8976. And I'll tell you right now, folks, this is Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee, straight out of Texas. And I'll tell you, uh, she is making a difference uh, in the lives of, of Americans everywhere. And Cliff, to your point uh, in regards to, uh, in your, in your, in your uh, excuse me, to allude to your point, rather, that right. this is about doing things that affect everybody. You know, it's not a black issue. It's not a white issue. This is America. When do we catch up with the fact that we have an obligation to protect American citizens and to make the liberty of life uh, very, very clear? And, and, and Cliff, we have a caller? Yeah, yeah, we have. Uh, you know, they're blowing up the phones tonight. Uh, they're, in, they're loving Congresswoman Sheila Jackson. And we have Michelle, who's on the line. She has a comment uh, about what we're talking about tonight. Michelle, you are live. Go ahead with the comment. Hi. I'm really Hi. glad that you're talking about all the things that she's doing. Doing. Um, uh, it, free lunch for kids and breakfast is vitally important. There should no child should go to school any day any week hungry. And I'm really and glad I'm to see all the initiatives she's involved with. Um, I think that's excellent. I'm glad that you guys are bringing up these issues. We need to hear what the Senate and the Congress are doing that's positive. Because we hear a lot of negative, and I think it's terrific what she's doing. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for the call. We appreciate that. And uh, going back to that point, Cliff, uh, in regards to uh, protecting Americans and trying to get things, again, keeping Americans informed, uh, she speaks about the importance of us protecting retired Americans. Those that have retired, those that have given their life to work and the American dream, if you will, uh, is, is, is really something. And we're going to hear a little bit of what Congresswoman Jackson Lee had to say about wanting to be concerned about the retired Americans in this country. Floor that said we had to listen to those who came. I want to stand and listen to the hardworking Americans who ultimately will retire. And I am tired of blocking good measures that protect them such as the Labor Department's efforts to strengthen protections for working families and retirees by requiring the financial professionals to turn uh, to uh, the retirement uh, investment advice to get uh, the best advice and to be protected by the ERISA laws. It's important to note uh, that this is a simple requirement. It does not undermine the responsibilities or the profits of broker-dealers and others. It just simply says that they must hold to a standard to protect those retirees who work so very hard. I oppose the underlying bill, H.R. 1090, and I'm also glad to stand on the floor and support, however, H.R. 597, the Export-Import Bank Reform Reauthorization Act, finally to open the bank and create jobs and opportunities for so many. Again, let me say that I am standing with those workers who are not here, retirees who work, hardworking Americans, will have their investments protected by making sure that those who give them advice are regulated and hold to very high standards. With that, I yield back. There you have it, folks. You're talking about, well, you made the point earlier, it may have been a statement, taking care of business. Uh, You're talking about no nonsense with Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee, to the point, saying what's on her mind. They look, this is what I'm concerned Man, it makes me want to get on a plane and go hear some hearings there in Washington, <laughs> D.C. with Congresswoman she takes Jackson Lee. That's yeah. awesome stuff. Cliff, your thoughts on that type of no-nonsense on the Hill? Well, you you are not in the dark or you're not, you're not uh, questioning 
You're not trying to figure out what it is she's trying to get across. She lays it out on the table and says, look, this is an issue we need to deal with. You may not want to deal with it. You may not like the fact that it's on the table. But guess what? This 500-pound gorilla is sitting in the room. We have to deal with him. And that is what it takes. That I've said it uh, time and time again here on Spotlight on Capitol Hill, that that is what it takes for members of Congress to be uh, effective in their job. You have to put, you have to deal with the issue. You can't say, well, it's something that, that, uh, that is going on, but we're going to politically work our way around it. No, lay it out, say here are some ways we can deal with it, and then deal with the issue. And Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee wow. is impeccable <laughs> in her ability to do that. She and makes no, no apologies. She, she, holds, she makes no apologies. She holds no punches. She's just like, this is what needs to be done. Let's deal with the issue. Otherwise, why are we on Capitol Hill? I mean, that's the bottom line, folks. And uh, again, I'm going to reach out to the, the, our listeners across America and around the world. Folks, feel free to call into this program tonight. We'd love to hear from you. 347-838-8976. That's 347-838-8976. And I'll tell you what, uh, this is, man, I'm excited. Uh, the flag, I, we were looking at it across the studio tonight, uh, the American patriotic spirit is loose in AJC Radio tonight as we continue to shine the light on Spotlight on Capitol Hill. And uh, folks, definitely try to maintain your enthusiasm. But guess what? This is what makes America, America. And Lisa, when you think about Congresswoman Jackson Lee, every step, every initiative, every call that she's on, make no mistake about it, you don't know exactly where she stands and if that doesn't motivate America, I don't know what will. Lisa, your thoughts on that? This congresswoman is, she is just, she's just over the top. I mean, when you, I, I can only echo what Chris had said in regards to her. She's not pulling any punches. She's just saying how she feels. She's saying, she's just putting it out there. She's just saying this is, a, this is an issue. This is what we need to deal with. Lamont, I also had looked at something. I was going to mention it real briefly, just in passing, because uh-huh. it's not specifically a bill or anything specific that she's pushing, but yeah. I read an article about the congresswoman where they were talking about her seat at the State of the Union address. She has the same seat. She has had it since she's been in Congress. Mm-hmm. And she will not, and the, the article is actually entitled, Don't Even Think About Taking Sheila Jackson Lee's Aisle Seat at the State of the Union. <laughs> oh, wow. And they go on and they talk about how uh, there's, she's had this seat locked down for two decades. And lawmakers typically sit wherever they want in the House chamber, but during, during, the state of, during the State of the Union. But it's an unspoken rule that this particular seat on that aisle is her spot. Wow. And she, when they, when they, the Huffington Post actually asked her about that and why she was uh, so possessive of that seat. And one, they said, well, maybe she's trying to, you know, she wants to get in the photos with the president and different people. No. Her reason for being there, she, what she said to them, and I'm quoting her, along that aisle, I've gotten increased money for community health funding. Wow. I've gotten almost a billion dollars in transit money by getting the Secretary of Transportation to visit my district. Wait a minute. <laughs> I, I, I need you to pause, Lisa. <laughs> We're talking about the State of the Union. The State of the Union. And she is still working after hours. <laughs> that's, that's, wow. why, yes. that's why I say yes. she's handling this. State of the Union. Still concerned about the American people saying, "Hey, look, this is going on now, but let's multitask." Like, like the, uh, like, like the truth said in the sure. first call. She's 
she's multitasking. She's saying, listen to the president, but, you know, until he gets up and, and gets into what he has to do, because obviously, you know, she's going to be respectable of the president when he's talking. Uh-huh. But in those breaks, she's saying, hey, I got some kids that need that need breakfast and lunch. <laughs> right? I got I got, wow. some, I got some people in Philly, <laughs> oh, Michigan yes. that need some clean water. You know, I got I got uh, some police officers that need some training to know what to do when they run into somebody on the street instead of killing them. I must handle this business because the American people are looking at me to get these things done. Hold on. Hold on, Lisa. We're coming back. I think the Congresswoman deserves a round of applause in AJC Radio. Folks, let's give her a hand. There we go. Listen, AJC Radio, spotlight on Capitol Hill. Folks, let me tell you something. This is all, Lisa, we didn't mean to get beside ourselves there. <laughs> Never uh, done that before. <laughs> but here we go. What else was she doing at the State of the Union? Well, and they, they asked her after that, they asked her, how is it that she's able to keep the other lawmakers from claiming that first-come, first-served rule with that seat? And uh, <laughs> the reporter said that her response had a little bit of a Tony Soprano feel to it. Wow. <laughs> she said, because of so many good friends, I'm welcomed in that seat. You All right. They don't. They don't fight with this woman. They don't argue with her. You know what? Because she's doing something. That's right. She is getting the job done. You can't argue with the facts. No. The facts are, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee is not some picture on Capitol Hill. She is a. We, what did we say before, folks? On this program, she's no longer. She's not a noun. A noun stands at the beginning of something. A verb continues to act. It is an action. That's right. And Congresswoman Jackson Lee, without question, without any hesitation, continues to act. And that's just absolutely awesome. Again, folks, we're going to give you an opportunity to call into this show and, and take a little bit of what's going on in here at, at your house tonight. Uh, 347-838-8976. That's 347-838-8976. And I'll tell you right now, folks, she talks about the importance of, uh, you remember Lisa and going to the next. We just keep. This is just we're on a roll here, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, regarding this magnificent woman. And Lisa, we, we talked. We seen the news about the budget. Uh, you know, the government running out of money. We have to balance the budget to yeah. do what we have to do for the government to conduct business. And she speaks to why is it important that a budget be reached because it protects Medicare and Social Security. Again, that step reaching out to the Americans. The American people right. need these services. Yes. Let's hear what she has to say. Uh, this was a tough call, and I do want to thank the leadership, uh, Speaker Boehner, and uh, our leadership, uh, Leader Pelosi, um, Whip uh, Hoyer, and, of course, our ranking member of the Budget Committee, Ways and Means leadership as well. Uh, this is an important uh, step forward because I can say to my constituents that we fixed some of your pain and your anguish. Uh, this bill quickly provides $80 billion, but I am so grateful that part of that uh, deals with the plussing up of non-defense uh, uh, discretionary funding, child care, National Institutes of Health, and other very important issues. My seniors, I think it is very important to note that your Medicare Premium Part B uh, will not go up 50% increase in 2016, and there will be uh, less deep cuts in Social Security, uh, more jobs being created, uh, and as well, uh, we will have the opportunity, as I indicated, to increase the NIH funding. What we must be... Yeah. 
gentlelady's time has expired. Yeah, gentlelady, uh, 10 seconds. The gentlelady. What we must be careful of is that we do not increase any mandatory minimums and some of the penalties that have been in place. And we must be careful that we do protect Social Security and Medicare. Uh, and we will continue to monitor this for a budget uh, that will lift the debt ceiling until 2017 and have this country stand on its feet and pay its bills. Well, Lisa, not only a financial, oh boy, what do you say here? <laughs> She's saying, let's have America pay their bills. Uh, let's do what needs to be done and let's do what's important. Folks, I don't know what's going on in America tonight. I don't know if it's a, folks, can you check outside? Is there a full moon out there tonight in February? <laughs> Because tonight we have we've we've landed Lisa on something remarkable yes, we have. with Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee, and she says in that clip the importance of balancing the budget is not self-serving; it is for the American people. Because if you shut business down, how are you going to get Medicaid done? How are you going to take care of our veterans? How are you going to do what needs to be done? to honor the oath of office that you took. How will the American people feel if we, if we lose business and we cannot uh, continue to balance the budget as we need to do it? Folks, this is, this is so very important. We're going to advise you again tonight and encourage you as we sit in an election year to get out and vote and, and do what needs to be done that we can continue this type of progress uh, in our country, it's, it's critically, critically important uh, that we pay attention to that. Um, I'll tell you right now, uh, Cliff, when you hear something, I don't know how many hats it, th- that Congresswoman Jackson Lee wears. I mean, how do you even store those hats in your office? How well, do you do it? You know, I don't, I don't have the answer to that either, Mark. But what I do have, I have a short list of stats, which, although it's short, it is... Absolutely powerful. These are the things that Sheila Jackson Lee, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee, has accomplished from her time uh, in Congress. Now, she's been in Congress from since 1995 up until now. She's had 36 bills signed into law by the president from 1996 to 2011. Ten bills that passed the House from 2000 to 2010. Eight resolutions passed in the House from 2001 to 2009. Two concurrent resolutions passed in the House from 2008 to 2009. Five bills reported favorably to the House from 97 to 2012. This is, I mean, she's about business. This is, this is, this is, business. this is getting things done. Now, this is not just saying in Texas, right, for the District of Houston. No, you're talking about 36 bills signed into law by, by presidents from 1996. That is doing what she has to do for the sake of the American people. It's about the people. When you say, I'm in Congress and I'm getting things done. That's the bottom line. That's what it boils down to. Well, that's exactly right. Folks, I don't want this show to end, and I wish we had some camping bags or some sleeping bags that could camp out and continue this show, because I'll tell you, the intensity has not lessened one iota And I don't know if that's proper English, but it's proper here tonight. Folks, stay with us. We're coming back with Spotlight on Capitol Hill, shining the light on Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee, making a huge difference in our nation's capital and around the United States. We'll be right back with Spotlight on Capitol Hill.
When does it stop being partly cloudy and start being partly sunny? Why is the word abbreviation so long? Are English muffins just muffins in England? Why is it called a washing line and not a drying line? Do fish get thirsty? If ghosts can walk through doors, why don't they fall through floors? Do you yawn when you sleep? If prunes are dried plums, how do they make prune juice? Why do doctors leave the room when you change? They're going to see you naked anyway. Do bald chefs wear hairnets? How much deeper would the ocean be if all the sponges were taken out? Do you believe someone who says they're a chronic liar? Why is sandwich bread square and sandwich meat round? Life's full of hard questions. Ask one more. You might just save a life. Picture this, a 75-year-old man convicted of murder waiting for his trial to finally go through. He's been on death row for 25 years now and finds out he's been wrongfully convicted and is completely innocent. Not only does this mean that 25 years of his life have been spent in jail for no reason, but that the actual murderer could still be out there right now. The bad thing is that this exact thing happens more often than you think, but you can help stop it by supporting our campaign to abolish the death penalty. Equality. I stand for individuality. I stand for peace. I stand for diversity. I stand for dignity. I stand for respect. I stand for fairness. Red, yellow, black, white. We're all the same color. When you turn off the lights. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen of America. I'm Lamont Banks, along with Lisa Stewart, Cliff Stewart, and Jeanette Williams. And this is Spotlight on Capitol Hill Thursday. And, folks, are you wondering what music is that? Something good always comes out of Texas uh, in most cases. And uh, makes me proud to be a Dallas Cowboy fan. However, tonight we go beyond the Dallas Cowboys as we shine the light on a legend and a woman that's making a difference there from the sweet state of Texas. And that's Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee. Uh, and this has been a delightful night tonight as we have shined the light. And, Lisa, we haven't even scratched the surface uh, on the a number of things that Congresswoman Jackson, Sheila Jackson Lee is doing. And yet we are completely overwhelmed. Oh, you're not going to have enough time in one evening, in one short two-hour show, to cover everything that this woman is doing. She is too much on top of too many things. Oh, absolutely. Cliff, you, you, you seem a bit excited tonight. Uh, what are your thoughts as we've been into this uh, <laughs> endeavor 
talking about this remarkable woman doing I mean, what she's doing. You know, it leaves you speechless because, like I said, you know, when we were there, we saw what she was doing. But to dig into it and see all the hats that she's wearing, it is, it's almost overwhelming that uh, she's doing this much. And like I said before, she is handling business, and that is what it takes. It is, I am, uh, you know, I'm just... I'm wow, folks, we don't have that too often here on AJC yeah. Radio. And uh, I'll tell you what, Jeanette, your thoughts as we have begun to shine the light and to look at the woman in Congresswoman Jesus Jackson Lee. I say, wow. Oh, wow. She's just like, I mean, just what everybody else has said. She's just doing some of everything. And it's making a difference. It's not just that, you know, she's talking about something. She's doing something. So oh. that's all. Awesome. And I'll tell you what, folks, you, you go into the other side, which, you know, we, we know everybody should be concerned about homeland security, uh, the threats of uh, terrorism against this nation. Congresswoman Jackson Lee is committed to the protection of our homeland. This is another one of those hats, Cliff, we were talking about. As a senior member of the Committee on Homeland Security, Congresswoman Jackson Lee has worked hard to oversee and improve the Department of Homeland Security and to make America safe from terrorism. She has supported legislation to improve the ability of the immigration and naturalization services to keep out dangerous individuals while continuing to facilitate access for those individuals desiring legalization. Congresswoman Jackson Lee is a member of the Subcommittee on Transportation Security and ranking member of the Subcommittee on Border and Maritime Security, which covers immigration and port security policy. Congresswoman Jackson Lee has, has been a leader setting policy for the security of America's airports, chemical plants, refineries, hospitals, and other critical infrastructures. She is also the author of H.R. 4990, Justice for Children Act, legislation increasing the number of immigration judges. Is that amazing? I'll be, I mean, that, I'll that, I'll be, I'll be your uh, wow, speechless. absolutely. This is it, it's amazing. To look at all the things that, and again, it just it's not just about where her you know quote unquote position. Are. She is she's doing things for America. That's what it takes. That's what every member of Congress should be doing. But that's why we uh, have her here on Spotlight on Capitol Hill because she's not the norm. She's, like you said, a legend. She's been there, uh, you know, over two decades. I mean, uh, over, yeah, over yep, two decades. And still pressing hard, still fighting for the rights of America, still getting things done and ensuring that everyone, all the way from the children to the senior citizen, is taken care of. It, it's just, it's a Well, she goes further. It goes further on to say in this reading that Congress is focusing on finding security gaps and is holding the administration accountable, demanding serious solutions. Congresswoman Jackson Lee is working hard to ensure that Americans get the security that they have been promised and that they deserve. Thirteen years have passed since the catastrophic event of 9-11, and Congresswoman Jackson Lee and her colleagues are committed to honoring the over 3,000 innocent Americans who died that day by ensuring that such a tragedy is never allowed to occur again. That is refreshing. That is reassuring, ladies and gentlemen of America, that we have a woman this level as Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee that is committed to the safety and the security of the United States. 
That's another issue that she is doing, Lisa. Your thoughts on that? Well, my thought is that she is she's gone she's gone far and beyond. She's been there for some put her time in, she put her she put in years and she's gone far and beyond what could ever have been expected of her. I mean it's just awesome. She again does not stop there. So we're talking about the innocent lives that were lost. She is committed to our veterans. Take care of the members of the armed services to our nation. We show them our appreciation by taking care of them after they have completed their service. As a member of Congress, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee fought to ensure that veterans have the access to the quality health care that they deserve. Our nation has a proud legacy of appreciation and commitment to the men and women who have worn the uniform in defense of this country. We must be united in seeing that every soldier, sailor, airman, marine is welcomed back with all the care and compassion this grateful nation can bestow. Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee believes in helping our veterans even after their honorable service. This is why she has sponsored H.R. 76, helping to encourage real opportunity for veterans transitioning from battle space to workplace action. Again, another act by this congresswoman to take a step to say to the citizens of America, you are not forgotten. Your service is not forgotten. What you are doing is something that awesome. That's just really, really awesome. Jeanette, your thoughts on that? Yes, that's a really important story with veterans because uh, they, of all people, deserve to be taken care of. And, um, you know, veterans continue to have unanswered needs. And Congresswoman Jackson Lee continues to fight for the rights of our most patriotic Americans. Veterans have kept their promise to serve our nation and that now she is in turn trying to keep our the nation's promise to them. No, no, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I'm starting to wonder, is, is Congresswoman Sheila Jackson a model uh, as well? <laughs> uh, she is, Lisa, well, what, you found something for us. What is it? Well, Lamont, they say that she has been hailed by Ebony Magazine as one of the 100 most fascinating black women. Wow. Uh, Congressional Quarterly named her as one of the 50 most effective members of Congress. And the U.S. News and World Report named her as one of the 10 most influential le- legislators in the House of Representatives. Wow. So Ebony Magazine has 100, you said, uh, is 100 most fascinating black women in our country. Yeah. Yeah. They know there's one of the most fascinating black women. That's awesome. Yeah, that's going up against Beyonce. <laughs> All of them, uh, you know, whoever the other ones are. But that that is that is amazing. Oh, absolutely. And Lisa, I think you may have alluded to this hometown newspaper, the Houston Chronicle. That's the one I missed. Named her as one of the most influential and prolific legislators on, on Capitol, Capitol Hill. Hill. Uh, most most recently, it says that she was named the, uh, the member of Congress, the largest and most impressive vocabulary based on the words that may be found on the SAD. Congresswoman Jackson Lee wow. has served in a number of positions in the Congressional Black Caucus, including, as you do alluded to, the first vice chair, uh, chair of Energy Task Force, co-chair of the Redistricting Tax Task Force for the 112th Congress. He also represents the Congressional Black Caucus on immigration reform issues. I mean, the list folks goes on and on. Congresswoman Jackson, Jackson Lee Earned a BA in political science from Yale University with honor. Followed by a JD from the University of Virginia Law School. 
uh, and she is married to Dr. Uh, Elwin Lee. Elwin Lee, I didn't want to slide her that. Elwin Lee, who is the administrator at the University of Houston. She has two children, Jason Lee, a graduate of Harvard University, Erica Lee, a graduate of Duke University, and a member of the Harris County School Board in Houston, Texas. Right. Man, do you listen? Good behavior breeds good behavior. <laughs> and uh, Congresswoman Jackson Lee, folks, we are we are overwhelmed in this studio tonight, and it continues to get bigger. And folks, we're coming right back as we close out this segment of Spotlight on Capitol Hill. Man, I feel full like it's been Thanksgiving dinner, and guess what? We're going to keep doing the eating, okay, folks? We'll be right back. This is AJC Radio Spotlight on Capitol Hill, honoring the champion in Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee from the state of Texas. Coming right back. For a kid whose mom or dad is in prison, life is tough. Now add a wrongful conviction to that, life just got a little bit tougher. Trying to explain to friends why mom or dad is not at the school play or at the ball game is something that no kid should ever be faced with. Especially if mom or dad is innocent. Ladies and gentlemen, get involved today to stop the epidemic of wrongful convictions by remembering a just cause with a monthly, annual, or one-time donation. You can help in the fight against wrongful convictions. Call a just cause today. 1-855-529-4252. We seek justice for the children. As they go to bed at night and mom's not there, dad's not in the other room to make them feel safe. Not because dad or mom did anything wrong, because justice could not be found. Join us for the children, for they truly are our future. Every story that stood here today as a member of the CBC PAC has their own activist, revolutionary, civil rights, marching, fighting story. And what we're going to do when we go to South Carolina is we're going to tell our stories, not selfishly, but we're going to tell those stories to young people and say, I am you and you are me. And frankly, we are marching to justice for a president that is going to be unshy of fighting those obstacles that have kept us down. In 2016, we've got people trying to keep us down. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to HSC Radio Spotlight on Capitol Hill, where tonight we have ran a marathon... And uh, I'll tell you, we're not halfway through this, folks. Uh, Unfortunately, time doesn't allow us. But I'll tell you what, if you had any questions about leadership on Capitol Hill, those questions have been answered tonight by this particular person, a woman who we call a champion on the Hill, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee, and so many things on her plate, so many... uh, responsibilities so many you are without words 
the number of things that Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee is doing to impact not only her district, but a nation. And Cliff appears to me to be the leader and the true example of what leadership is as we close out this segment of Spotlight on Capitol Hill. Absolutely. I mean, there's um, there's so many accolades that you could give her, but, you know, I go back to the one that uh, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee takes care of business and ensures that she is representing the American people. When she leaves office, no one will be able to say anything besides uh, Congresswoman Jackson Lee did her job as a member of Congress of the United States of America. There's not a thing you can say. Lisa, your closing thoughts on Congresswoman Jackson Lee. We need more like her. We need more people in Congress doing the job, doing the things that she's doing, fighting the way she's fighting, caring the way she's caring. We need more of her. Thank you. Jeanette? I am just amazed with her. And, you know, after all she's done, I I wanted to just uh, use something that she said in the quote. She said, but make no mistake, there's still much more to be done. Well, there you go. Uh, There you go, folks. And uh, we want to thank Congresswoman Jackson Lee, her staff, Lisa Crystal and Mike. Uh, We've uh, we've spoken to them uh, in the last couple of days, uh, letting them know of this program. And we're appreciative uh, as we continue to seek justice and continue to shine the spotlight on other members of Congress. We're grateful for the work, if you will, and the material that Congresswoman Jackson Lee has provided for this show uh, in in her work. And we appreciate that. And uh, we look forward to our future endeavors with the Congresswoman as well. Well, folks, if you hear that music, what you didn't know about the IRP-6 takes off right now. And I'll tell you, folks, the IRP-6 are six men. They are not a fairy tale. They are not uh, some characters made up. David Banks, Gary Walker, Kendrick Barnes, Dave Zapolo, Clinton Stewart, and Demetrius Harper are victims of an unjust system. Tonight, we look into why the RP6 have suffered the injustice that they have. And we'll start the segment, What You Didn't Know About the RP6. Some people think that business is a game. And what we have learned is that business actually is war. When they wanted people to sign non-disclosure agreements and all that kind of stuff, sometimes they didn't want to do it. It's strange to me. I think it's still strange. It just absolutely makes no sense. Is this really real? Is this happening? And, and then all of a sudden your whole life is ripped apart. What we have learned is that the IRP-6 story was supposed to be the American dream is an American nightmare. They were floored that uh, they were even being raided. It became very clear that the court-appointed attorneys were not working for the guys. Um, And it it seemed like in many cases that they were um, collaborating or working with the prosecution. We constantly hear in the news, every week you're going to hear about another person wrongfully convicted. And this is a unique case in the sense that you have six men, six businessmen that have been wrongfully convicted. You would think the media would jump all over it. Justice is not fair anymore. They said justice is supposed to be blind. It's not blind. It's not blind. They pick and choose who they want to convict and who they want to send Is this happening in America? 
the American dream of the RP6 has turned into a nightmare, crying children left behind as a result of a corrupt system and corruption. We will seek and search for justice. We will ask the tough questions. We will demand answers as justice lays idle in the streets of America. We look for the answer. Ladies and gentlemen, go out to change.org. Sign the petition now. America's future depends on it. And there you have it, folks, what you didn't know. And we hear there, Cliff, the, the outrage of injustice by the collateral damage, if you will, of the families that have suffered at the hand of this injustice. What you didn't know about the RP6 is that in the event or at the time that uh, we reached out to the local uh, representations, representatives of Colorado in regards to this case, Cliff, uh, it was blown off. Uh, it was not taken seriously. The media bl- uh, basically disappeared and buried this story, did not want to deal with it. What you didn't know is that these things happened as we sought for justice for these men. Cliff, your thoughts on what you didn't know on that level? Yeah, I mean, we went to our political members here in the state of Colorado, uh, namely Senator Mark Udall. Uh, we talked to him about the things that we were going through, and the the response that we got is not what we expected from uh, from our Senate. We thought that there should be more action, and hence the reason that we went to uh, to Capitol Hill proper in Washington D.C. to say, "Look, we need we need some inquiry into these issues. We need to understand why we're not getting the proper answers, why we're not getting movement on uh, on what's going on here in Colorado." and, and uh, you know, as such, we were able to reach out to the Judiciary Committee and uh, and get traction on things that, that are going wrong in the judicial process. But, uh, you know, it, it, it kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth when you deal with your local member of, uh, of Congress for, at the state level and you don't get the, the response that you're expecting. But what it does is it taught us to say we need to learn more about the process. We need to understand exactly who we need to talk to and what we need to do to get answers because there are times that your uh that your member, your local member, your state member of Congress may not be in the right position to do what you need. That is where we tell the uh people our listeners here at HAC Radio that you have to learn what the process is. You have to understand and then you have to get out, vote, make your voice known, make your vote heard so that you can get the response and the results that you're looking for. Oh, no, absolutely. And ladies and gentlemen of America, let's be very clear on one thing. What you didn't know is that you expect your U.S. senator, your congressman, to get involved with such a level of injustice. Uh, we sought the answers. We asked the tough questions, and we were ignored. Thus, as Cliff alluded to, you must continue to fight for justice. And the Judiciary Committee in Congress we have talked to, and we will continue to talk to in regards to this injustice. This is something that is supposed to be the oath honored, if you will, 
Yeah. Uh, members of Congress take an oath to uphold the Constitution of the United States. What we've heard tonight, alluding to the truth in her statement, what we would have given for Congresswoman Jackson Lee to be our representative here in the state of Colorado. There's a reason that statement is made, because we have found injustice. We have found things that don't add up. We have not got the answers from our local uh, representatives to bring justice to this situation. This is what you didn't know. Join us next week as we pick this back up of what you didn't know about the RP6. This show is dedicated to them. David Banks, Gary Walker, Kendrick Barnes, Dave Zappolo, Clinton Stewart, and Demetrius Harper. What you didn't know continues next week. Cliff? Yes, I want to say thank you to uh, everyone in the chat room, every one of our calls. We appreciate your comments, your questions. And we want to say thank you to our production uh, team, Captain Kyle and Dustin Jackson, uh, K&D Productions, helping out Ill-Skill Girl in the control room. And we also want to say thank you to our production support team. They give us access update information so that we can send that to you. And to the truth, you know you're out there. We appreciate it. And let's make no mistake about it. The perpetrators of justice may have taken their socks off and gotten in the bed thinking, not tonight, but you are sadly mistaken. <laughs> The perpetrators of justice, we will expose them again tonight. Lisa, those responsible for the wrongful conviction of the RP6 and the role they played, who are the perpetrators? Yes, they are. Excuse me. U.S. Attorney John Walsh. Assistant U.S. Attorney Matthew Hirsch. Assistant U.S. Attorney Samita Hazra. Attorney Greg Goldberg. Federal Judge Christine Arguello. Appellate Judge Jerome Holmes. Appellate Judge Bobby Baldock. Appellate Judge Harris Hart, Federal Judge R. Brooke Jackson, Magistrate Judge Craig Schaefer, Court Reporter Darlene Martinez, FBI Agent John Smith, FBI Agent Robert Moen, Former Federal Agent John Epstein, Former Federal Agent Gary Hilberry, Attorney Thomas Goodreads, Attorney Clifford Barnard, Attorney Thomas Richards, Attorney Bo- Bo- Robert Berger, excuse me, Attorney Mitchell Baker, Attorney Boston Staten Jr., Attorney Rick Kornfeld, Attorney Mark Garagos, Susan Holland of ETI Professional Services, and Samuel K. Thurman. There you have it, folks. The perpetrators of justice that are responsible for the wrongful conviction, again, of David Banks, uh, Kendrick Barnes, Dave Serpolo, uh, Clinton Stewart, Demetrius Harper, uh, they are responsible for the wrongful conviction of these men. We fight for justice. We fight for their release. Folks, go out. We meant to mention earlier tonight, been so blown up and blown away, if you will, by Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee. Remember to go out and sign the petition at change.org. Search RP6. Sign the petition as we ask for the president to grant clemency to these men for their immediate release. Also, Renee Lima Marin, uh, the, young, the, the young man who was sent back to prison, we believe very, very inje- it was an unjust situation, miscarriage of justice there, sent him back to 198 years. Excuse me, 98 years more? 90. Excuse me. Uh, that one, 98. 98 years. After he got out, started his life, was paroled by the system, uh, got a job, got a house, all of those things that, that he needed to do, signed that petition as well. Folks, this is AJC Radio Spotlight on Capitol Hill, where we have shined the light tonight. A very special thanks again to Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee making an impact on our nation and on our world. We'll see you next time. Good night, America. Good night. Good night.
we say to America is be true to what you said on paper. If I lived in China or even Russia or any totalitarian country, maybe I could understand some of these illegal injunctions. Maybe I could understand the denial of certain basic First Amendment privileges because they haven't committed themselves to that, over that. But somewhere I read of the freedom of assembly. Somewhere I read of the freedom of speech. Somewhere I read of the freedom of press. Somewhere I read that the greatness of America is the right to protest all right. So just as I say, we aren't going to let any dogs or water hoses turn us around. We aren't going to let any injunction turn us around. Well, I don't know what will happen now. We've got some difficult days ahead. But it really doesn't matter with me now. Because I've been to the mountaintop. I don't mind. Like anybody, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place. But I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up to the mountain. And I've looked over. And I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you. But I want you to know tonight.